Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's going to get sexy here on 50 Shades of K. I'm your host, Elizabeth K. And we haven't really done a sexy podcast in a while. This is a lifestyle podcast. We talk about all kinds of things from parenting to beauty to reality TV to the sexy stuff like 50 Shades of Grey. The movie out this week, the third movie in the series, Fifty Shades Freed. And my sister Rachel is back to talk about if you liked Fifty Shades of Grey, what do you read now? Rachel, welcome back. Great to be here. This is my favorite thing to talk about. I love talking about books. Oh, I thought you were going to say you love talking about sex. Well, that too. I I like that part too. (laughs) Rachel was one of the first guests on my podcast when it launched, hard to believe, a year ago this week. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I know. And thanks to everyone that's subscribed and listens to the podcast. The numbers have grown. I appreciate it. If you haven't shared it with your friends, do it. Please share with your friends. Leave a review. This thing is really kind of fun for me. And I enjoy it because we can talk about whatever the heck we want to talk about, like Fifty Shades of Grey. So what we're going to do first, though, is before we jump into the books that you can read after Fifty Shades of Grey, which Rachel is a librarian and has a lot of notes on all this stuff. She's the book reader in the family. It's not really. It's not really me. I'll read the dirty books, though. That's why this works for you and I to do a podcast together. We're going to talk about something that you mentioned a few minutes ago before we started recording called Passion Flicks. Yes. I've never heard about this. What is that? I just heard about this recently. It um, It's apparently this brand new launch like Netflix but for romance. So it's an on-demand service. It's streaming. Um, you purchase a subscription for $5.99. You'll find this at passionflix.com. Spell like F-L-I-C-K-S? F-L-I-X, just like Netflix. Oh, got it. And this is original content, and it's also licensed films. So you're going to see new stuff, things you love. You're going to see traditional romance. You're going to see contemporary romance. So it's not... Like hardcore porn, it's more the romantic side of it? Well, yes and yes. Um, It has this great uh, sort of scale of naughtiness. So this is something for someone like me that doesn't really necessarily want to read all the books, but I want to watch some of this stuff. Most definitely. So if you're a reader, you're going to love this because some of your favorite authors are having their books adapted for the screen. Like who? Uh, oh, there's some really good ones. There's Brenda Jackson. There's Jill Shalvis. There's Alessandra Torre, Sylvia Day. Really? And these are original movies. So um, you're going to see actors in them that maybe you haven't seen before. But it's women. It's a women-led company. It's directed by women. So this is all about the female gaze. So this isn't your traditional rom-com where two guys are going to fight over a woman because she's just an object to be desired. This is about 
women's needs, what women are looking for in a relationship, you're going to see not just the falling in love part, but the building of the relationship. So I am so excited that this product is going to be out in the market. Yeah, this is really, I feel like, going to change things up for women a little bit to give us more options. And when it comes to the books that people can read now that they're into maybe this sexy series like a Fifty Shades of Grey, Rachel also mentioned to me when we were planning for this podcast how there has been a shift in what women want when it comes to romance or these sexy books in light of what's going on with the, you know, hashtag me too movement and, you know, increasing more awareness of sexual assault and sexual harassment. Because one of the complaints that people had about Fifty Shades of Grey Besides some people complaining about the writing style was kind of the character of Anastasia, how she just didn't have a backbone. And And she didn't know what she wanted. She was so wishy-washy. Right. And how Christian kind of dictated what she ate and what she wore and what they did. Right. And now that maybe isn't what people are looking for, like you said. So what, what do you think about this shift of what women now want to read? Well, the beauty of romance is that no matter what you like to read, all of these authors are strong strong voices and strong female advocates. Yeah. So gone are the days where a big brutish man is going to throw a woman over his shoulder and kidnap her to his castle and then she'll have, you know, Stockholm syndrome and fall in love with him. Those aren't <laughs> the romance novels that people are into right now. So authors are really taking care to make sure that relationships are two-sided, that consent within a romance novel is vocal and enthusiastic. Yes, Um, yeah. A couple of authors that I really like, Jennifer Weiner, who who wrote Big Girls Don't Cry, um, she has come out and, and she's a pop culture junkie. She used to be a huge fan of The Bachelor. And then this feminist side of her started to take over and sort of thinking about, I love romance. Uh, I grew up reading these bodice rippers. I learned all about sex from romance novels. But what she started to think about is that what she liked about it was that in a romance novel, a woman gets to decide. She decides if she likes the hero or not. She gets to seek her own pleasure and fulfillment within the relationship. That this isn't just, I need to find a man and get married and fall in love so that I can have a sexual relationship within a marriage. This is I'm looking for a relationship and fulfillment. So once she shifted that lens, now she's looking at the language within the book gives people a chance to see how they ask for what they want, how they say no to what they don't want. And romance can really inform that. So even though it's a fantasy and you don't have to do everything that happens in a romance, you get to explore what it would be like to have that give and take with a willing partner right. rather than someone kind of foisting their their thoughts and beliefs on you. Sort of what Christian Grey does in Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. I think it's easy to, to see Christian Grey and think that's kind of an icky boyfriend <laughs> and and that shifts. I don't know though. He's got a lot of money and he's got a lot of things that he has to offer, but I do appreciate what you're saying and that's where the shift has kind of happened. That- and that's a great shift into kind of this Aziz Ansari story where there are so many gray areas in his story. Uh, with- We're talking about the comedian that's been uh, accused of sexual misconduct. A young woman came forward and said, "Hey, I had this really awful awful date." And I think many women read that story and probably felt something in their heart going, 
I've had this experience too. So maybe not into a clear criminal or sexual assault behavior, but these feelings of I'm not getting what I want out of this or I didn't ask for this to take this path on this date or in this relationship. I feel uncomfortable, but I also don't know how to vocalize my discomfort. So Which, my, like you said, a lot of women can relate to that. Yeah. So one of another author that I really like, Andy J. Christopher, had a great article in Cosmo saying, I'm a romance writer and I am having bad sex. I'm not good at negotiating in my personal life what I want. And am I putting out there this false illusion of what people can get? I can see how she would be conflicted as someone that's writing about this and then what's going on in her personal life. That makes sense. And she's a single professional woman. She's young. She's beautiful. She's out on the dating scene. And she's feeling like maybe my own expectations are unrealistic. But then she kind of flipped this conversation and and says that these books matter. It matters that she puts this out there. We are setting the bar too low in our expectations. And she's sort of making the case that romance novels are aspirational, but that's where the bar should be. We should expect that our partners care about our needs. We should expect that, that it's people... consensual and it's and both people's needs are being met. But I will say, though, when it comes to romance novels or when it comes to TV or movies, we kind of read it and watch it knowing it's it's fantasy and it's fictional and it's over the top. I mean, we did a whole segment on our radio show of 10 things you're going to see in a movie or that's not going to happen in real life. Like when is a guy going to barge through the airport and go on a plane and say, you, you and me, babe, it's us against the world. Run off this plane with me. <laughs> Legally, that can't even happen because of security and TSA. So there right. is this... you're going to get tackled if you run through yeah, an airport. Exactly. I mean, Lloyd Christmas, look at it. It happened for Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> he ran out and the plane wasn't even there. But that's where we know it's fantasy. We expect well, that to happen a little bit. And right? I think that's that's the part of romance that people who love romance and are diehard romance readers, what they love about it is the reassurance that a happily ever after or a happily for now ending will be at the end of the book. So that's no, a guarantee in those books. Guarantee. Yeah. And no matter what happens. So and that's where the best romance writers make these twists where you think, oh, my gosh, maybe this isn't going to work out. But. Then you check yourself and you go, but this is a romance novel. And of this course is why it's we read it, because there's always a happy ending. But yeah, it, it's okay to be aspirational. I mean, I read a ton of romance novels. And there are things in a romance novel that I, as a cynic myself, can sort of roll my eyes and snicker at and go like, well, no one would ever say this or no one would ever do this. Right. But you get swept away in this story of two people falling in love and think about that. You read a book and you get to experience people falling in love over and over and over again. Which is such a beautiful thing that we get to experience in life. And right. that part I've of the book is... I've been married for 16 years. I've been with my husband uh, since high school. We, we met as 14-year-olds. I love him dearly. But when I read a romance novel, I get to experience the thrill of falling in love all over again. Is that the secret to your successful marriage all these years? Is that you're falling in love again with these books that reminds you of falling in love with Adam? I think it doesn't hurt, right? Yeah, because it does take you back to that carefree time where everything was just really innocent and it wasn't about who did or didn't do the laundry or how much money we did or didn't make this month. Or who's snoring or who left a mess in the kitchen. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Well, and that's a really good point, though. It doesn't hurt that 
you learn a few tricks along the way when you've been with the same person for a long time. Yeah. Now I've read some books and every once in a while I go, huh, that seems like a really great idea. Uh, let's see how this works out in real life. Hey, let's talk about that. Actually, we shouldn't because mom listens to this podcast. And the last time that you were on the podcast, you were talking about some of these books that you were reading in high school. And my mom <laughs> sent a text and said, how did Rachel get access to these books when she was in high school? And that I, is the beauty of a library card, my friends. You could check out whatever you want. And so I just said, I don't know. Uh, ask her, I guess. Um, but <laughs> sorry, no, mom. <laughs> some of the books, though, that we are going to talk about here are they? You, you mentioned last time when you were on that there really is something for everyone, and that people listening to this, I guess specifically women, don't be shy to ask your local librarian because you're a librarian, and it doesn't shock you if someone asks you, "Hey, I'm looking for." A little bit of this or a little Not bit of that. Not at all. And, and there's nothing wrong with, and I mean, this is true in real life and in your, your book reader life. Ask for what you want. Try to find something that matches your personality. And in your sex life. Everywhere. <laughs> Ask for it. Well, and these range from sweet. I love historicals, but I also read contemporary. You can go into the really dark, erotic, or you can really have the really nice, funny, charming, you know, something that really makes you feel like you're watching a Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, you know, just this sparkling wit. Well, and you even told us in the last podcast that there's like Amish romance. Absolutely. There's, you can find anything. There's Christian romance. There's male-male romance. There's female-female romance. There's menage romance. I mean, anything that you can imagine it's in a book. Someone has created it for you. There's dinosaur romance. There is stuff. Okay, that shit just got really, really <laughs> weird. I don't know about that. I, what? How is that even a thing? Are you saying with people during the dinosaur time? Like cave people and dinosaurs. Oh, okay. and I was like, what are we talking about? But all right, now that makes sense. You're saying any genre, any time, any part of history, there is some kind of romance this is, I suppose, pretty enlightening to certain people because there are friends of mine that really weren't into the whole Fifty Shades of Grey. They just weren't. Sure. Then there are other friends of mine that wanted more. They wanted darker than that. And that's where you're someone that comes into play because you have suggestions here of kind of what you should read if you like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and the topics that we've been talking about are really reflected in the authors that I am thinking about today. So the first one is Alessandra Torre, T O. R-R-E. Which I should mention, we'll have a PDF linked up at 991themix.com like we did last time if you're looking for this. And Rachel's contact information because you put together book lists for people individually. Most definitely. I love to put together personalized book lists because ultimately... Again, where you and I are very different. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great crossover between the things that we do like. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, okay, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you mentioned the first author. Yeah, and she's one that is going to be... She's going to have a film on Passion Flicks. So yes. she'll have the book She'll have the movie. So depending on how you like to experience your romance, you could pick one or the other or both. And the book that's going to be put into this movie format is called Hollywood Dirt. And so this has elements of kind of a Hollywood playboy actor who is kind of a man about town. He discovers this small town that has this really interesting subculture. So think Real Housewives of maybe Eagle River. <laughs> 
And Which for people listening out of state, that's up north. That's northern Wisconsin. So it's a small town, right? It's a small town that has this subculture of these jump of on my snowmobile. Secretly wealthy people. It happens to take place in the south, so it's sort of this country bumpkin type thing. I follow, yeah. But definitely a small town vibe. So this Hollywood actor discovers this subculture in this small town, and he's he says, "Great, I want to make a movie about this." So he brings you know his trailer and all his film crew, and he sort of upends this town. And the small town, small town girl, Summer Jenkins, she just (laughs) hates this man and is so upset that he is disrupting her life and, you know, just sort of coming to town and being this rude big shot. And so they have this hate, hate, hate. Meanwhile, they don't realize that they're actually super hot for each other and they're falling in love. And this is going to be great translating to film, I think, because you're going to have this, of course, gorgeous male actor and this cute. Georgia gal. Southern Belle. Right. So I just feel like this is going to be funny. There's going to be so much drama. But because it's going to be on Passion Flicks, it's going to be a whole lot sexier than what you might go see in a movie theater. Right. Okay. Love it. So then the next author that I brought to the table today is Alicia Rye. And that's spelled R-A-I. Alicia Rye is an author that I've recently discovered. She has such a great writing style. Her characters are really complex and deep. Uh, She has a good sense of humor, uh, but she kind of writes dark, emotional, erotic romance. So this is going to be skewing really towards the very, very sexy side. But because these characters are so well written, you don't feel like you're reading a romance. You feel like you're reading a novel. And that is not, that shouldn't be considered a criticism, but these are really deep, emotional, psychologic books. Which is what some people maybe didn't like about Fifty Shades of Grey. They didn't feel it was, it didn't make them think as much. Or that the characters were very one-dimensional. Yeah. I love her characters um, in the Forbidden Hearts series. And, and How this, many book are, books are in that series? There's two so far. So okay. this is a, a newish series and there's more to come. And this is kind of set in, again, kind of a smaller town with a multi-generational family drama. So sort of has these Romeo and Juliet vibes where families are fighting, but there is love and hate sort of at play. And the first book in the series is just, I mean, a heart pounding, just your heart's going to break three times over and you're going to be in for this ride. It has Livy and Nicholas who fell in love as kids and because of this family drama kind of broke apart. But they are they have a really hard time staying away from each other. So Every year they meet once. They meet once a year to hook up. Oh, that's kind of hot. And then go their separate ways because they just know that they can't be together. And he's really cool and stoic and reserved. And Livy is just this creative, open heart, really passionate um, and fiery woman. And so they, too, have all these conflicts, even just in their personality styles, let alone all this overhanging family drama it is hot and sexy because they have all this push pull in their relationship it's just so well written it includes people of color so that area is represented if you're looking for something that just isn't you know too middle class anglo-saxon white people yeah there's so much more diversity in her books which is just bringing wonderful diversity to the genre yeah sure 
And like I said, this is this is hot and sexy. These I are, love it. These are great. I love it. No, it sounds great. And it sounds like for someone that really is more of a reader opposed to someone like me that just wants to have the sexy books, that that can be more thought provoking than perhaps just one of those light reads. But the light reads aren't bad either. Right. Life the, is hard enough. Sometimes you just want a light read. And the next author that I brought is Jill Shalvis. She writes much more of the funny contemporaries that are lighthearted. They still have, I would definitely say, skewing a little bit more to the sexy side but she has such a great sense of humor i was recently reading about that kiss it is a brand new book i was able to get an advanced copy it is one of the best perks of being a librarian sure and so i'm reading this at night and i am just cackling and my husband keeps sort of whacking me he's like what are you reading did you read it to him then Sometimes I do, actually. Does he laugh? He laughs, and he's like, you're making me feel weird. It's weird when you say it out loud. But, right, because he's not reading it in the context that you are in the book. Right. Now, if I act it out, that's a whole different hey. response. But he was saying, what are you reading? And I said, I'm reading a romance novel. And he said, well, why are you laughing so hard? And I said, this author just has such a great sense of humor. So if you love to laugh along while falling in love, Jill Shalvis is for you. And the book that I read is about Kylie and Joe. And they, too, kind of have this push-pull drama. And this whole series is called the Heartbreaker Bay series. And so it's this group of friends that live in San Francisco. And Kylie and Joe kind of had a, a hot and heavy kiss after a friend's engagement party. And when the kiss broke, they kind of freaked out and were like, uh, we're just friends, but that was a really great kiss. One of those kisses that makes you th- rethink all your life decisions. And so they never talk about it again. They just sort of freak out and don't deal with it. So they're remaining in the circle of friends, so they keep having to cross paths, but now more and more time has passed. They haven't said anything about it, so it feels even more and more awkward. So I love when there's normal human awkwardness in romance because it makes it makes it feel like you're really watching real people. Yeah, interact. and a little bit of sexual tension, I think, is what makes these books really attractive, too. And that's the best part of this book, is they have this hilarious sexual tension. Kylie finds herself that she has this little mystery to solve, and Joe's job is that he He's kind of a fixer, like a Ray Donovan type fixer. Okay. And so she has to ask for his help, but she feels awkward because of this passionate kiss that they had. And so they kind of have to go on these little stakeouts and figure out this mystery. And the mystery really has a nice emotional emotional story behind it. But they get to know each other in this way as friends. So they kind of have this antagonistic because they know that they have this connection, but they're trying to be friends, but they also are, you know, uncomfortable articulating how they feel about each other. And it just cracked me up. So some of Jill Shalvis's movies uh, will be in the passion flicks realm. But you are really selling me on this passion flicks thing. It is five dollars and ninety nine cents. It is worth Skip it. Skip a coffee. Get the movies. <laughs> It is worth it. Now you have so many notes there and I don't want to you know, brush over anything that you brought specifically for today, but will you put all of that on the PDF file that we'll have up at 991themix.com? Absolutely. I'll have it ready for you. Any last books or anything you want to mention or any last points you wanted to bring up? A couple more of the contemporary authors that people might want to try if they really like modern romance. Kendall Ryan, the Alpha's Undone series, that kind of delves a whole lot more into the military and alpha male realm. So if you like a strong man, those are great books for you. Kristen Proby falls into that sweet romance category. And her fusion series is 
about a, a restaurant that has a great wine selection and a great menu. You feel like you're in the moment hanging out with these girls who run this restaurant together. And so it's funny, but also a lot of good, sexy times. And then I would be remiss if I didn't mention your friend and mine, Anne-Marie Walker. We she, love Anne-Marie Walker from Illinois. She has the Wild Wedding series. If you are starting to think about royal wedding fever. Um, yes. We're getting to wedding season. We're getting to Valentine's Day. We're getting to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's wedding. I have it on the calendar, May 19th. Now, Anne-Marie Walker, who, like Rachel mentioned, is a friend of mine who I met when I met the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, E.L. James, at an event in Chicago. Anne-Marie, a local writer, got up and spoke, and she's been on Fifty Shades of K before. She got the idea for this last book that she wrote because... Prince Harry was here in the States for a wedding for one of his friends and nobody knew. He kind of went undercover and she thought, okay, if Prince Harry can do it, then my characters in my book can do it. And that's where this idea came from. But she's been out to England. She loves the royal family just like I do. And I love that you mentioned her because her series is really fun too. And she's a funny writer. Oh, she has a great sense of humor. And when I had read the first book in the Wild Wedding series, I was like, this is brilliant. And especially for people who, I mean, what woman hasn't been in 10 weddings has, you know, has had to be a bridesmaid, bridesmaid has had to be the, the helper. And we all have that firsthand experience of a wedding. So what a great topic to delve into for romance, because whether you're in love and your friend is getting married or you're not quite in love when your friend is getting married, uh, there is just, we all can relate to emotions run high. Every aspect of it. This is why I say people can all relate to the bachelor and the bachelorette because we've all been in the situation of we like someone, they don't like us. We want the person to like us. We want to get married. We don't want to get married. I mean, all of it. We've been dumped. We dumped someone. I mean, there's so many aspects you can just relate to. And that's kind of like with these books. But the moral of the story is there is something for everyone. I appreciate you doing this because there are so many people that read Fifty Shades of Grey and they say in their sex lives, it changed their sex life. It just made them open up their eyes to, hey, it's okay to talk about this stuff or it's okay to try new things. Whether or not you went all the way down the road of what Anastasia and Christian did, it really started more of this a sort of public movement of talking about sex because all of these suburban moms are reading this book. Not saying they hadn't been before, but now it was almost more acceptable to talk about it. Well, it gives you a language and a framework that you can express yourself and you can use your imagination. I mean, what therapist won't tell you that the biggest sex organ in your body is your brain. Yep. You need yep. your brain to be engaged in order to be receiving and giving pleasure. So books are the best way that you can start the wheels turning about what can I do? What do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? How do I ask for what I want? Yep, exactly. And that's why you need to go to 991themix.com and check out the PDF where Rachel has everything on there that she talked about today in our podcast, including some other options. Again, 991themix.com. Get reading because you're really going to enjoy it. Thanks so much, Rachel. My pleasure. If you liked this podcast and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe. Go to your podcast app on your Apple product or go to Google Play and search 50 Shades of K. That's 5050 Shades of K. Then when you find it, select it, hit subscribe, and make sure to leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.